you would like to share the reading of God's word with me, I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 100, and uh, we're going to read beginning with the first verse through the fifth verse. Psalms chapter 100, beginning with verse number one. The psalmist writes and he says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And then he says in verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. And his truth, I love this, and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. Bow your heads, if you will, please. And we will pray together and ask the Lord for his help in ministering his word here this morning. Heavenly Father, we are very grateful and very thankful that we have opportunity to be here in the house of the Lord. We are thankful this morning, Lord, for the presence of the Holy Spirit that we sense as we have worshiped and as we have sang praise unto your name. We come to the reading of your word and the ministry of your word, and I ask you to enable me to be competent. I ask you to put your mind in my heart, put your words in my mouth this morning, have me to speak as you would have me to speak. Help us to understand the importance of giving thanks. This morning, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will glorify the name of Jesus and that you will edify the people of God, that you will give me unction to function, that you will anoint me with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and give me liberty to speak here in the house of the Lord. And for all of these things this morning, Lord, we will be eternally grateful. We ask them now and we thank you for them now in the mighty and awesome name of Jesus. And everyone in agreement said amen. So I want to title the message that the Lord has laid upon my heart this morning, The Fruit of Thanksgiving. The fruit of thanksgiving. This morning, of course, we are aware that we are only a few days away from celebrating a great American holiday, the holiday of Thanksgiving. And I would submit that when we think about Thanksgiving, we often have a preconceived idea of what that looks like in our mind. Based upon our past experiences and based upon traditions in our family, we all have an idea 
of what the American holiday of Thanksgiving is supposed to look like. We all have a preconceived picture in our mind of what it's supposed to look like. I'm confident that we have all had wonderful memories of family gathering together. Friends celebrating with a grateful heart all of the blessings that the Lord has placed in our life. For many of us, Thanksgiving is the image of family, food, and football. For many of us, Thanksgiving is the image of travel and tradition, and for the cooks in the kitchen, a tremendous amount of work. <laughs> Hello? And some of the ladies said amen. Cleanup is also a tremendous amount of work. So as I've said, Thanksgiving can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and we all have our own idea of what Thanksgiving looks like from a perspective of the American holiday and from our own personal traditions. But this morning, I want to take a look at Thanksgiving from a biblical perspective and determine what that should look like in our everyday lives. What does biblical thanksgiving look like in our everyday life? What does thanksgiving look like in our lives from a biblical perspective? And I want to even become a little bit more specific. What kind of fruit does biblical thanksgiving cause us to bear in our everyday life or what kind of fruit should true thanksgiving cause us to bear in our everyday lives i want to start this morning simply by defining the word thanksgiving the word thanksgiving of course is derived from two very simple words thanks and giving webster defines thanksgiving as amen to give a public acknowledgement of divine goodness the act of giving thanks or to express or give a prayer of gratitude thanksgiving of course means we take the opportunity and the time to say thank you thank you two very simple words that we probably learned even as a small child in fact, those two little words are so important that it was probably some of the first words that we taught our children to say. When they were small, no doubt we taught them to express their thanks. We wanted them to be able to express their gratitude and we wanted them to be able to express their appreciation for the things that they received. We wanted them to be able to acknowledge with thankfulness and amen. We wanted them to be able to express a grateful attitude when others bless their lives and for the things that they received. I would submit that we inherently understood that expressing our gratitude is a powerful and indispensable way of communicating our appreciation unto others. 
We inherently understand that expressing our gratitude is a compelling and persuasive way of communicating to others that we are blessed by their efforts, that we are blessed by their actions, that we are blessed by their endeavors, and we have been blessed by their thoughtfulness that has has made an impact upon our life. We inherently understand that saying thank you is not just good manners. We uh, inherently understand that saying thank you is not just polite behavior, but we instinctively realize that saying thank you expresses our gratitude and helps us to build and to maintain healthy relationships with one another. Saying thank you. Our text this morning tells us how to maintain a healthy relationship with our God. It tells us that we are to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. In other words, the psalmist is saying, hey folks, God is a pretty big deal. We ought to be able to express our gratitude and our thanks unto him. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We should celebrate and rejoice and sing with triumphant praise and make a joyful noise unto the Lord, expressing our gratitude and our thanks unto the master of the universe who has blessed our lives daily with so many, many blessings. If you woke up this morning and had breath in your lungs, you are a candidate for praise. The Bible said that everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. If you woke up this morning, amen, with breath in your lungs and you were able to pull yourself up out of the bed and get yourself dressed, you have a reason to give glory and praise unto God. The psalmist goes on to say in our text, we are to serve the Lord with gladness. With gladness. How many Christians have you met that feel like life is nothing more than a drudgery? I got news for you this morning. If you know the God that I know, amen, then you can serve him with gladness in your heart. Everything may not be rolling your way. Everything may not be falling into place like you think it ought to. But here's what I will tell you. You have a God that will never leave you. And you have a God that will never forsake you. And you have a God, amen, that can part your Red Sea when you stand at the banks of indecision and don't know what to do. God is still on the throne and God is still capable of doing the impossible. He said, we're to serve the Lord with gladness. We are to enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Now, I don't know where y'all grew up, but where I grew up, the gate was way out away from the house. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, the gate didn't let you in to the presence of those in the house. You had to come through the gate, through the yard or the court, and then to the house. 
The psalmist is saying, if you're going to approach God, don't wait till you get in his presence to give him praise and give him thanks. When you come before the Lord and you begin to approach the Lord, start way out by the gate. Amen. Start coming into prayer. Start coming into the presence of the Lord with a grateful heart and with thanksgiving in your heart and with praise in your heart. Enter his courts. Amen. With praise. Enter the gates of the Lord with thanksgiving in your heart. And then he says, and be thankful unto him and bless his holy name for the Lord is good his mercy is from everlasting to everlasting and his truth his truth endures to all generations beloved I submit that when we are thankful and we express our grateful attitude unto the Lord we are building and maintaining our relationship with our God. When we give thanks unto the Lord, we are telling God that he is important and valuable to us. When we give thanks unto the Lord, we are telling God that we are dependent and reliant upon his goodness and his grace. When we give thanks unto the Lord, we are telling him that he is indispensable and absolutely essential in our lives. Amen. When we give thanks unto the Lord, we are building our relationship with our God. We're letting him know that we need him in our lives the Bible says in Psalms chapter 92 in verse number 1 the psalmist says it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto his name Psalms 69 and 30 the scripture says i will praise the name of god with song and i will magnify him with thanksgiving psalms 95 verse 1 through 3 it says oh come let us sing unto the lord let us shout joyful uh, uh, shout joyfully unto the rock of our salvation let us come before his presence uh, with thanksgiving and let us shout joyfully to him with songs of praise for the lord is is the great god not a great god but the great god amen and the great king above all little g gods he's saying when you come before the lord recognize amen who it is that you're coming before and what he has done for you in your life psalms 160 116 verse 12 the psalmist says what shall i render to the lord for all of his benefits toward me what shall I give unto the Lord for all of his benefits that he has given to me? And then he answers his question in verse 17 of that 116th chapter. Verse 17 and 18, he says, I will offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving. 
I will offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and I will call upon the name of the Lord and I will pay my vows unto the Lord in the presence of all of his people. He is saying, amen, out of a grateful heart, what shall I give unto the Lord for all of his blessings that he has placed in my life? And then he realizes that all he can give back unto the Lord is his acknowledgement and all he can give back unto the Lord is his thanksgiving and all he can give back is his praise and he answers his own question and he says I will give unto him my praise and my worship I will offer unto him even my adoration and my devotion I will give unto him my fidelity and my commitment I will give him my reverence and my respect. I will give unto him my thanksgiving and my gratitude. I want you to know something this morning, beloved, that when we give thanks unto the Lord, we are drawing near to the very presence of our God. Amen. Our expression of thanksgiving and our demonstration of gratitude Amen. Unto the Lord draws us near unto him. Our expression of thanksgiving and praise acknowledges our dependence and our reliance upon him. Our expression of thanksgiving reaffirms and communicates our desire for his presence in our life. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 15 says these words. By him, by Jesus... By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise unto God continually. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. Psalms 107 and verse 21 says, Oh, that men would give thanks unto the Lord for his goodness. Beloved, we are in every situation in our life instructed to give thanks unto the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, In everything, not some things, but in everything, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Pastor Gary, how can we give thanks for the hardship and the trouble? Don't give thanks for the hardship and the trouble. Give thanks in spite of the hardship and the trouble. Give thanks in spite of your current circumstances. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17 says, And whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks unto God the Father by Christ Jesus. So the scripture makes it clear that we are instructed to give thanks. And now the question becomes, what does that look like? in the real world. What is the fruit of our thanksgiving? You say, Pastor Gary, I don't, I don't know if I understand what you're saying. I'm saying that giving thanks unto God certainly includes our words. But I would also submit that giving thanks should not be limited to our verbal expression. Amen. Because our actions speak louder than words. Hello? 
I'm saying that our actions should accompany our words of thanksgiving. If our actions do not accompany our words, then our words are empty. I'm saying our actions should accompany the words of thanksgiving. If we are truly grateful and if we are sincerely thankful, then there's going to be some fruit that accompanies our grateful heart. I'm saying that our deeds and our attitudes and the fruit of our lives should accompany our words of thanksgiving because it is what validates what we say. Our actions are what validates what we say. I'll give you an example. Have you ever given something to a child and the child, you know, you give them the gift or you give them uh, uh, something that they've desired and, and the child, you know, with their lips says thank you and then with their body language, they slump back in the chair and make certain that you understand that they disapprove. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Thank you. You know, that kind of thing. Their actions certainly did not confirm their words. What I'm saying this morning, church, is that our actions should validate our words of thanksgiving. Uh, the fruit of our actions should authenticate our words of thanksgiving. And with that in mind, I want to talk about three things this morning that authenticate our thanksgiving. Three things that our thanksgiving should inspire in our life. And the first thing that I want to talk about, the first thing that should accompany our thanksgiving is our obedience. Don't, don't tell me you are thankful and you are grateful and you are blessed by me and you won't even do as I say. Hello? The fruit of our thanksgiving, the first thing should be our obedience. Our obedience unto the Lord is an important and critical or crucial way for us to show our gratitude unto the Lord. One of the clearest demonstrations of appreciation that we could give unto the Lord is not just to give him thanks with the words of our mouth, but, the, 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 but with the corresponding actions that we are obedient to his word. We should walk in such a manner that our deeds testify of a grateful heart. We should walk in such a manner that our, our deeds or our actions testify of a grateful heart. The Apostle Paul writes these words in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 6. Paul writes and he says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. 
Paul is telling us that there is something about growing in Christ and growing in our commitment to the truth of God's word that will allow us to overflow with a heart of thanksgiving. In other words, Paul is saying that if we are obedient and compliant to the instructions of the Lord, we will also be thankful. And the same is true in reverse. If we are truly, truly thankful, then we are going to be obedient obedient to the word and the will of God. I want to encourage you this morning, this Thanksgiving season, as we seek to give thanks unto the Lord, don't just give thanks with the words of your mouth, but allow the fruit of your thanksgiving to be evident unto God. Amen. Consider some of the ways that we can commit and recommit ourselves to being obedient to the word of the Lord. Here's what the Bible says about obedience. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19, the scripture said, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Jeremiah chapter 7 and verse 23 says, But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you will be my people, and walk ye in the ways that I have commanded you, and it shall be well with you. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my father. Not everyone that says Lord, Lord is going to enter in, but those who are obedient to the will and the word of God. Hmm. James chapter 1 verse 22 said, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Jesus said these words, if you truly love me, in John 14, 15, if you truly love me, you will keep my commandments. If you are thankful with a heart filled with love and gratitude, you will obey my word. Amen. The fruit of our thanksgiving should inspire us to be obedient to the will and the word of God. If you're not being obedient to the word of God, your words don't match your actions. Your words of thanksgiving don't match the fruit of your life. Our thanksgiving, number two, the second thing our thanksgiving should accompany, or that should produce in our life is the fruit of sacrifice. Amen. Thanksgiving should inspire us to be willing to make sacrifices in our life. The scripture said in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse number 22, to obey is better than sacrifice. And what he is saying is that obedience is better than sacrifice. But listen, we need to understand that sacrifice is still important. Self-sacrifice, like obedience, is even or often the evidence of the verification of our thankfulness. 
Sacrifice and thanksgiving are so connected that we as the children of God are commanded to bring a sacrifice of praise unto the Lord. Psalms 107 and verse 21 and 22 says, amen, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and the wonderful works to the children of men. Let them come and let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I want you to understand this morning that we need to live a life of sacrifice. If we are truly thankful for the things that God has done in our life and we are truly thankful for the things that the Lord has blessed us with, we ought to be willing to make some sacrifices in order to see the kingdom of God move forward. Amen. We ought to be willing to make some sacrifices uh, in order for others to come to the throne room uh, of God and come to know our Savior. Amen. We ought to be willing to make some sacrifices uh, to crucify this flesh on a daily basis and pick up our cross and daily follow after him. Amen. I'm telling you that the fruit of our lips can give thanks, but our actions and the fruit of our life needs to match up with what we say. Hmm. Jesus, the Bible says in Mark chapter 10, in verse number 45, Jesus, the Bible said, the Son of Man did not come to be ministered unto, but he came to minister. He came to give his life a ransom for many. He came to sacrifice himself for you and me. He came to give his life a ransom. He came to give himself as a sacrifice and if we are truly thankful for all that Christ has done for us in our lives and all that he is doing in our lives then out of a thankful heart we should be willing to make some sacrifices ourselves Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1 the apostle Paul writes to the church in Rome and he says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your body, you present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is your reasonable service. He goes on to say in verse 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, proving what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And listen to this last verse. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose or sacrifice his life for my sake, the same shall save it. He's telling us that there are going to be some sacrifices involved if we are going to follow him. I understand this morning that we don't enjoy sacrifice. <laughs> Our flesh really don't like sacrifice. We want what we want, we want what we want, and we want it when we want it, right? We don't relish the idea of crucifying our old nature 
understand that sacrifice can be painful and excruciating to the flesh. Sacrifice can be costly. Sacrifice requires self-denial and self-discipline. Sacrifice requires temperance and self-restraint. But if we are truly thankful, we will be willing to make sacrifices. Jesus said in John 12 and 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a kernel of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it will bring forth much fruit. What is he saying? He's saying one little kernel of wheat. If it is not planted, it will abide alone. But if it is planted in the ground and its life is sacrificed, it will bring forth much fruit. That's you and I this morning. If we will make sacrifices and give ourselves, amen, for the kingdom of God and for the work of the kingdom of God and make sacrifices in our life, others will be blessed and it will produce much fruit. Jesus sacrificed his all for us and out of a grateful heart, we should be willing to make sacrifices for him. Amen. If you're saying, Lord, I am so thankful and I'm so grateful for all that you've done for me, and yet you are not willing to sacrifice some of your time, some of your talent, some of your financial blessings, you may be thinking, but Pastor Gary, I have such limited resources. That's what makes it a sacrifice. Hello? Do you remember the story of the little woman Jesus, one day, you'll find it in Luke chapter 21. Jesus is standing in the temple with his disciples, and there are people coming by. And there were those that were casting large amounts in the offering. They were giving great big offerings. And here come this little widow woman. And she gave two mites. And Jesus said to his disciples, she has given more than all of them put together. And I'm sure that some of the disciples were looking at Jesus going, he don't know how to count. <laughs> Hello? He don't know what he's talking about. And Jesus said these words, they gave out of their abundance, but she gave out of her living. What was he saying? He's saying that what they gave was not a sacrifice, but what she gave was a sacrifice unto the Lord. I tell you right now, God is not looking at how much you give. God is looking at how much you have left after you've given. God is looking for a sacrifice. And I'm not talking just about money. I'm talking about your time, your ability, your talent, everything that you do as unto the Lord. It should be a sacrifice unto God. So number two, Amen. Our thanksgiving should inspire us to sacrifice. Number three, the third thing that should accompany our thanksgiving is service. Service. Sometimes the best way to give back is to serve others. The writer of Hebrew challenges us, and I quoted this verse just a few moments ago, but Hebrews 13 and 15 said, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise unto God continually, the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto his name. And verse 16 ties into that. He says, But to do good 
and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. This verse is telling us that our thanksgiving, amen, that thanksgiving consists of two things, saying and doing. The writer makes it clear to us that we are to offer the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. He's saying that we should use our words and our mouth to communicate unto the Lord that we are grateful for the things that he has provided for us. But he goes on to say, and he makes it clear that we are told we must not forget to demonstrate our gratitude by using our hands and our feet. He says, but to do good and to communicate. Amen. What he is saying, do good and share. Amen. He's telling us that, amen, our thanksgiving should both be with our words and with our deeds. With our words and our actions. With our words and the fruit of our life. Our thanksgiving should be with our words and with our fruit or our actions. And then he says, for with such, God is well pleased. We must verbalize our thanksgiving, telling God how much we appreciate him. And at the same time, the fruit of our life, the fruit of our thanksgiving should bear obedience and sacrifice and service. And allow us to demonstrate tangibly the gratitude that we hold in our heart. Thanksgiving should not just be lip service. Thanksgiving should just not be limited to our verbal expression. Our actions speak louder than words. Our giving of thanks should be accompanied with our actions. Amen. The fruit of our life should bear witness of our grateful heart. Our thanksgiving should be accompanied by our actions because it is what we do that validates what we say. This thanksgiving, I ask you to ask yourself this question. Does the fruit of my life, does the fruit of my life and the fruit of my actions Say thank you, Lord. Or am I just offering lip service unto God? Out of the abundance of your heart this morning, our gratefulness should be accompanied by our deeds, by our fruit. Bow your heads, please, all over the building this morning. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Father, we are so blessed for all of the things that you have done for us. You have been gracious and kind and generous. You have blessed us in so many ways. Your word says that you have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Lord, I thank you for all all of the things that you have bestowed upon our lives. And this Thanksgiving, Father, I pray that we will understand and that we will recognize that it is not just saying thank you, 
but that our actions, our body language, our actions should testify of our grateful heart. The fruit of thanksgiving should be evident. We should be willing to be obedient to your word. We should be willing to make sacrifices so that others can come to know the knowledge of Christ and that your kingdom is advanced upon this earth. We should be willing to serve one another in love. We should have a servant's heart. And Lord, I just ask this morning to help us to understand if that fruit is not evident, then we are just offering lip service. And something needs to change. Our heads are bowed before you, O Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak to our hearts and encourage us this morning to allow the fruit of our thanksgiving to match the fruit of our lips as we give thanks unto the Lord this Thanksgiving season. I ask these things in the name of Jesus. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed here this morning. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. In truth, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. Ask yourself, am I being obedient to the Word of God? Or am I just giving lip service? Am I making appropriate sacrifices unto the Lord? that acknowledge my gratefulness? Am I serving as I should? Or is my thanksgiving hollow and fruitless? Is there an area of my life, Lord, that I'm, I'm not as fruitful as I could be? Maybe I'm being obedient, but not as obedient as I could. Maybe I'm making some sacrifices, but not so much. Maybe I'm serving, but not giving it my all. Change our hearts, Holy Spirit, this morning. Change our hearts, oh God. Speak to us now, I pray. In Jesus' name, stand to your feet, will you please? Cody is going to come and sing. You just have a talk with the Lord this morning. Amen. Come on, go ahead.